Hey there, you're listening to Before Chapter 30, a podcast dedicated to those who are almost 30 and confused, for those who are confident and excited to be 30, and of course for people in general who would like to look back at how they felt when they're being welcomed to Club 30. Whichever shoes you're wearing or whatever boat you're in, this podcast aims to give you a light-hearted yet unfiltered conversations about the jitters or the trill when it comes to flipping on your books chapter 30. I'm your host Louise, go ahead and grab your favorite drink and happy listening! back welcome to another episode of before chapter 30 um a little bit of delay in publishing this podcast but it's okay we're here <laughs> and today um i'll be joined by one of my good friends who will be talking about his life as an overseas filipino worker who's been here for about a decade now so let's hear it from jasper Hi, Louise. Thanks for having me here. And look who's here. It's me. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you're correct. I've been in Malaysia for 10 years now. 10 years, um, right? Kind of missed the life before pandemic where I used to mm-hmm. hike, uh, go hiking with my friends, uh, do some adventure outdoor, and look where we are at now doing podcasts so this is my life before the pandemic so i'm okay oh, i mean without the podcasting <laughs> such a pathetic life but yeah that's that's my life before i was very adventurous in in malaysia and yeah so that's that's me that's it <laughs> what do you do like what's your job i well, was an really... operations manager in one it company before wow operations manager was an okay. operations manager and now i'm waiting for my new work to to start so it's, it's a new chapter in this life. podcast this interview is actually very timely so okay ask away Luis. that's nice <laughs> okay so jasper and i we actually worked for the same company where he's the operations manager i didn't know at first <laughs> i just used to see him in like the lifts and outside office and i he just talks to everyone but we didn't really get to have a conversation i do know that he is a filipino though unfortunately louis uh, hobby is not to talk to people so <laughs> we don't have much connection <laughs> no i'm a bit shy I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're a, I'm bitch a bit shy, shy? No, i'm not, i did not say i'm a bitch i'm you're a, a bit shy you're a like, bit shy okay i <laughs> i don't know i just it's hard for me you to just like hate people. talk to yeah that's the term I, not really hate <laughs> but i don't like being around way too many people <laughs> okay I'm an okay introvert. that's that's your that's how you float your boat so <laughs> okay well anyway going back to why we are here why we're here and what we're supposed to discuss so you have to help me out with this one like how my previous guest did i want you to imagine yourself or like Think back to when you were 29 and in about 30 seconds you'll be turning 30. What's your thoughts? Like what's your story? Um uncert- uncertainty and fear. Really? Yes. Why uncertainty? uncertainty? And fear? Because for me I, I understand that 30 is just a phase, but this is the most cru- crucial one. 
And this is the point where you will start thinking about your worth, mm-hmm. about your purpose. Back when that's true. Back when I was about to hit thirty, I I did exactly what you are doing now. Um, I asked people around how how is it to be thirty. I want to prepare myself, and their answers are interesting. But it filtered to something like thirty is a turning point. This is a culmination of all your childhood experiences and the gateway to real adulthood. When you reach 30, you will be facing crossroads after crossroads. You are too old mm. to be guided by your parents all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are still in this space, Louis. So you're not you're 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 not remotely ready to be 30 yet. So you you got you need to to no, do some catch up. No, but the whole point of this podcast though is to like I want to be able to relate to people when they were in their 20s, like early 20s, because this is my last. Um, my last year of being yeah, and and something. and silently you're actually preparing yourself preparing how to be to 30. how to be 30. Yes. okay uh, that i'll admit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when you reach 30 it's uh it's the time um when you start to evolve uh you will pokemon be- pokemon <laughs> and you will become more cautious about the way you carry yourself the way you mm-hmm. talk uh the way you talk to people and even the way you think Would yeah you I, yeah i agree <laughs> i mean even now like I feel like I start to view things differently as how I would think about them when like when I was 25 yeah when I'm just 25 old. or yeah. like back then yeah but it's not all about fear and uncertainty being 30 Luis mm-hmm. uh, on a brighter side I believe that 30s is my within uh, during my 30s years. this is my prime years yes yeah. this is where uh, I make all the decisions for myself and be responsible about it get rewarded for my good decisions and uh, suffer the consequences or leave with the consequences of the bad decisions and it's just all part of being 30 yeah i don't really think that you don't really get to make your decisions for yourself you when you're in your 20s it's just that you're a bit scared of making the decision for yourself so you kind of like factor in everyone's opinion everyone that matters Yes, um, and like your parents, your friends, and whatnot. Most specifically, our parents. And let's admit the fact: this, there's, there's no written um, law or or saying that when you were uh, 25, 26, 27, you you have to decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Inadvertently, we are thinking uh, w- with this backup plan in our mind that yeah. if this fails, I have my parents to to guide me to do to fall back exactly. Yeah, to fall back. But when you're in the 30s, yes. Um, you, we still have our friends around us, our family, mm-hmm. but deep inside, you know that you need to be more responsible for your decisions. Yeah, and with that, you're like, at 20s, it's it's something that you consider as your training ground. Yes. Like, you don't... Right. But you're, to, you're not that scared to make mistakes or like, you feel like you'll still be able to... You'll still have time to correct the things. Yes. On, on the other hand, on your 30s, when when you are making a decision, you have to take it uh, seriously. seriously because you know that when you mess up this one decision of it's yours, gonna be hard. it's going to be harder to, to, to get out of it because it's all you. You don't have your parents to blame with like, hey, because you didn't guide me. Um, like you're supposed to know how to guide yourself on your own. You exactly. don't. You're not supposed to rely on anyone. Yes. I see. And again, like what I've said, uh, it's not all about being the decision maker or the responsibility of being mm-hmm. 30s. It's all about those nice things as well. You, the accomplishment that you uh, you can have when you decides about the, when you decide about something and 
and something good came out of it. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. And that to be is, honest. you know, when you pat yourself. Uh, um, like yeah, yeah I did it on my you, own. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, Look, so, mom, I did my decision without your help. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like not to like brag to them or like brush them off, but like to tell them that you're responsible. That they, you're responsible. That it reflects on them too. You know, like yes. it's it shows how they raised you. Correct. Exactly. So yeah. So. Given what you've said, it feels like turning 30, you have to like take your self seriously, take your life seriously. Yes, yeah, circling back to to the nature of your question is like how how do you feel when when it's just the last 30 seconds of your 29 years old? What did I say? 30 to 30. 30 seconds. 30 seconds to 30. Yeah. It's definitely you will feel uncertain. It's That's it's true. there's a fear of unknowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, fear is the absence of control. So. I wouldn't say that it's just in your 30s. I mean, there's probably still people like you in your 30s right now or like I wouldn't say it's just in their 20s. People in their 30s too. I mean, you can like say, can you tell me right now that at some point you don't have doubts. You still have I it. Still will have you doubts. still have We it will still have your doubts entire no life what, I yes. But It's a matter of making the right decision, yeah. um, standing up for those decisions, meaning you you suffer the consequences if you have to, and be rewarded if you make the right decision. The right decision. So it's all about that's how I I perceive being being thirty. I yes, see. Which I am thirty. Thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty one. Maybe maybe some other questions will answer that. So let's 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 post that uh, for a little. Uh, for I a think while. people can do the math though. <laughs> they can do the math no matter how they want it to be. Uh, I, I don't mind You're revealing my. <laughs> there's a saying in there's a saying in our country only Carabao grows old. Grows old. I d- I've never heard that. Because you're a rich kid. I am not. Okay. You don't have Carabao's. Go to the provinces, <laughs> you will see like people. I've seen Carabao's hundreds how, of How does Carabao you know? look like? They have like horns and they're black. They have like really black eyes. <laughs> right? <laughs> cows cows have horns and black eyes and some of them are black. Carabao's well. are like super black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's correct. It's black. Can you not? Are you, You're making me sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining my podcast, Louise. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So, going back, so you've been here for ten years now. Um, what made you decide to leave the Philippines in your mid twenties? Um, mid twenties, right? Mid twenties. Well, I I left I left Philippines after I celebrated my twenty fifth birthday. Like right after, day after, or a week after? A week. A week. uh, No. Uh, 15th and then 22nd so that's like what about two weeks I'm bad with math don't. <laughs> I was trying I, I'm looking at you because I'm trying to uh, give you the signal to save me in this mathematics <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah 22nd of May 2011 3 a.m. I landed in uh, Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur International Airport and uh, that's nice Uh, you asked me like what made me decide to, yeah. to, to leave the Philippines in my mid-20s well I grew up in a province in in the Philippines, yeah. which is if you're in Malaysia, it's called kampong. It's a typical small uh, unit of society where we derive our sustenance from 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 Mother Earth exactly. herself. We have to raise it everything from ground level. Yeah, we we call it um, provincia in Tagalog. Provincia, yes. And uh, most of our neighbors are OFWs or it's called. Overseas, overseas Filipino, Filipino workers, workers, like what I've said earlier, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm observing these neighbors, uh, our neighbors, 
life life changing because someone is working abroad uh, they can build their nice nicer houses uh, send their kids to nicer school because mm-hmm. they have someone working in abroad, in abroad. and uh, given the situation that we have back then especially in you know put put a put a group of people in a in same place uh, they will have a collective dream of working abroad working even abroad. our elders will be like scolding us like if you are lazy you will not be able to work abroad really? and they, yes and even the teachers will be saying like how can you how can you work abroad if you are not studying well because for us working abroad is a way of uh, escaping the reality of life that we have in we kind of have back then yeah i thought like province life is like nice and all well if you uh, if you probably own like hectares of land yeah that would be like your hacendera hacendera <laughs> you 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 could you could be that kind of like you like your family you have like 27 hectares no no we're not rich we're, okay. we're definitely not rich yeah so but my mom used to be an OFW too you know the nurse one is it no my mom was my mom is an accountant an ac- wow so accountancy back then is like you you're rich I, let, let's just it's put it in. okay Louise this 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 show is not about not you rich. it's about me so <laughs> okay okay <laughs> I know tell you're me rich. more about your childhood then yeah you know you know um we were poor no no, no wait we were poor Louise and uh, but it's not like so poor that we don't have anything to eat because food is all all around us you're hungry you just grab some something yeah that's why I said province life is like really nice because like but not everything can be can be solved by just simply eating whatever is around you you need to go to school you need to plan for your future and uh if if food is just your problem then then i i could stay back in the philippines but no there's so many other things that's true that you need to accomplish like um you want to to have a better life for your who's not ambitious yes ambition day dreaming at its best you know and um what drives me more is for me to change the life of my sisters my 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 parents because you know back then uh, i remember especially during christmas we we barely get the gifts that we want like probably uh, you as you grow up as a as a rich kid well, again for the end time i'm maybe, not a rich kid yes you are maybe your your parents would be like, louise uh, what would you like for for christmas and you will be like oh i love this this new uh, toy that I've I've seen from the mall, and we don't have that I don't luxury. Like toys, <laughs> Whatever you ask from your parents, so and and we don't have that luxury of of options. And sometimes when we get toys uh, during Christmas, um, my mom will actually wrap it in plastic and put it up uh, the wall as a display. And we are just looking at it daily, really? thinking like, when can I play it with in it. Plastic. It's a gift to you guys, right? Yes, they, it's like, a gift. They buy you a, a toy, yeah, and, but they wrap it in plastic and then just put it out on display. Yeah, and and even those, uh, you know, sometimes uh, when they have some money to buy, they will buy us toys. Not not the greatest toy, you know, but it's still a toy. And and, but and what's and, the point of like getting you a toy if you can't play with I, it? I used to think that way. I used to think like this is so unfair. Uh, I someone gave me a toy or they they bought a toy for me, but I wasn't allowed to play. And it it just simply down on me when when I I can already think properly for myself, which probably you can say uh, during my late twenties or early thirties, mm-hmm. which I'm still at. Um, <laughs> Early thirties, yeah, really. I was like thinking back, like why my mom, like what's keeps what's, on wrapping my toys yeah. and and putting it on display instead of like allowing me to play with it. 
And then, you know, what's the reason behind, what's the reason it? behind yeah. it? And I used to despise that thinking of like, I was deprived of that part of my life where I can play with these toys. And then it it uh, it downs on my uh, it it downs on me that back then it's so common among friends that hey oh I have this new toy and then everyone else will be like oh I have this new toy as well and my parents we don't have that much of money to buy toys anytime we want and sometimes when when I don't have any toys to present I I am the left alone kid. In the block, yeah, like you know, they don't want to be friends with you. Don't want to be friends with you, and you don't have maybe, maybe we, we never had this conversation. I never had this conversation with my mom, but at some point, parents will know everything that's happening to you. So yeah. maybe what what my mom did back then is to, you know, to save these toys, mm-hmm. put it up there, keep it in a mint condition, always new, never broken, yeah, <laughs> never been played. <laughs> but I mean, how can it be broken? Yeah, but. <laughs> Every time that someone asks me, like, do you have a new toy? I can always say at any part of the year that I have a new toy. And I'm not even lying. You can come to my house yeah. and you can see that I have layers I can layers show you the shop. receipts. <laughs> yeah, and, and I appreciate my mom even more when I have that That's a uh, bit thinking. sad because you can't play with it. But at the same time, it's kind of nice too, you know. Yeah, exactly. And Makes be- me think that whatever parents do there is always a reason behind it and you may not understand it at this point but it's always for what's best for you yes no matter how your parents uh, treat you mm-hmm. it might be unfair right now yeah but at some point uh, in your life you will find the reason why and you will appreciate it really much Aw, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Are you gonna put it as a Facebook status later? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't do Facebook status. Facebook. That's so... Yeah, that's so, so 2010. <laughs> <laughs> that's so 2010. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I dream... I daydream a lot when I was a kid, Luis. Uh, and, and part of this is to work abroad. You know, I, I was just like looking at... Looking outside the window and I suddenly was like, after I study hard, I would be able to work abroad. I will get more money more and then money. I will I will yeah. build a nice house it for my family. It all boils down to that. Get more money. Exactly. It always boils down to, to the money part. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, you did actually see yourself working abroad. I it did. It wasn't just a spontaneous decision. I think I was conceived to work abroad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's my that's my main purpose in life, to work abroad. Um, because it's, it's kind of like uh, one of the most exciting... Uh, exciting and saddest decision that I made. Really? It is. It is one of the most exciting, probably the the most greatest decision, and at the same time, the the most saddest decision that I made in my life is to leave the country and work abroad. It is sad because obviously you'll be leaving your family behind. It's not only because you're leaving your family or your behind. Your comfort zone, I'd say. Yes, you you know you know the comfort of. It's okay to get sick when you're yeah. with your family. It, like, sometimes we even pretend. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we even pretend to to get sick to drink Mirinda. Yeah. Do you re- do, do you do that when you were no, a kid? No, like Gatorade or like. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> Officially, you are a rich kid. So let me tell you a story. Back in my province, back in my kampong. What's with Gatorade? How is it a? <laughs> no. Is it a rich I, I, kid I, I didn't even know Gatorade until I was like working already in the city you know you, okay let me introduce you to the kampong life okay the province <laughs> okay. life in the philippines so 
I eat luga too, you know. I always ask my mom to make me luga. Oh, that's so. Uh, mom, I'm so sick. Can can you make luga for me? Okay. What's, by the way, luga is luga um, in English again? Uh, it's a porridge. Um, it's a porridge, congee. Yeah, right. Congee right? uh, is a is a rich term for it, but actually it's just a rice sautéed with garlic, garlic and ginger. Garlic and ginger. If you're lucky enough, you will see a piece of chicken. <laughs> piece but you're supposed chicken. to have chicken in them. Yeah, when you're rich. No, I mean <laughs> you can buy it in like streets and whatnot. And we don't buy like... chickens. We we chase them around the house, and when we catch them, <laughs> we kill them and and uh, and cook them for lunch. And or if you don't like, if you're not into the salty thing, we also have the champorado, yeah, which but, is a chocolate oh, version. Champorado is not for sick for us. That's that's yeah. we that's we actually. Uh, I like champorado. We cook it during your birthdays, you know. What? <laughs> you cook it for breakfast? No, because it has chocolate on it. Okay. okay anyway, you're making so, me feel bad. Okay. So no. when when you get sick back then, what what will happen is um, it's I don't know where where the elders get this idea that when someone else is sick, you need to have this this soft drinks. It's called mirinda. I know what mirinda is. It's okay. an orange. It's an orange. orange drink. It's like royal. Uh, in in Malaysia, it's it's similar to F and N. No no no. F and N orange. Similar. No, they have another. They have another drink that's that's the same as royal. They have a different name for it. I think. I think mirinda is known in in Malaysia, in Malaysia. as well. But did you know that it's actually uh, a sick a sick person's drink no, back in the Philippines? So sometimes I do pretend. I thought it's like Gatorade or there's another one. Yeah, and it's it's a luxury in my kampong to to, to, to drink, drink mirinda. mirinda. Yeah, so sometimes I just want to drink mirinda, but you cannot just simply say, "Mom, can I have mirinda?" Because no, you cannot. You're but not you're sick. like supposed to drink it when you're like you have a fever. Yeah, right? I pretend to have a fever. How can you pretend that you're burning up? You put uh, garlic in your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> you put uh, garlic in your armpit, true. and then uh, your body, your your skin will be hot for I like a couple of minutes. True. You should you should try. Can you get some garlic no, right now? No, you can just use like a blower, you know, like a hair dryer. How can I have a blower in a kampong, Louise? I'm surrounded by chickens and cows and dogs. <laughs> We don't have okay, blower. Okay, then boil water. In okay, and... never mind. I'll 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 tell I'll tell you more about my my Mirinda story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's your next question, Louise? No, you go you go first. Finish this Mirinda story that I'm so. Yeah, curious. so that's it. So that's that's it, guys, oh, for the Mirinda luxury. stories. I'm so ready for the next question now. <laughs> okay. Um. So. You didn't do it just for yourself. Like you did it like how other Filipinos would do it. You worked abroad because you want to give your family a comfortable life. Yeah, I think ninety nine percent of Filipinos working abroad, uh, it's not because they want to work abroad. Maybe there's like one percent like Luis who's like, hey, can I, you not? I have to work here because of my family too. Exactly. You know? So you are in the ninety-nine percent. Thanks for the clarification. So that's that's exactly my point. You know, some people will will be like. I want to work abroad because I'm just tired of working in the Philippines. In the Philippines, you know. But yeah. that's not the purpose of 99 percent of like the I Filipinos working abroad. Like I envy those people abroad. who like don't send money home. Yeah, for fun, right? Yeah. But no, and yeah, so that's that's why it's I. It's hard. It's really hard to be an OFW. But anyway, so as the next question would be, how did your family take it? It wasn't a spontaneous decision, right? You you've told them about it. Um, I I never told them 
before that I've been planning to work abroad. That that is just my dream in my mind. I never like shared it to anyone. No, never. Know. Okay. Um, my mom wanted me to be a teacher. I studied to be a teacher. I yeah, graduated yeah, I to be a teacher. I am a licensed teacher. <laughs> See, you're a licensed. I am teacher. a licensed licensed teacher. But uh, again, you know the situation of education system in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Um, call center people are, are even getting more salary than teachers. For those That's who the are saddest, um, the saddest part. not aware what call center is, it's a it's, it's a BPO, BPO industry. The BPO industry. Yeah. And uh, if I will continue um, teaching, I don't think I will I would be able to realize my dream for the family uh, in the time frame that I planned. Did you take your masters, you know? No, you didn't. But I, I did my licensure exam Your and licensure. I did pass. Okay. And, uh, um, Are you considering? Considering to take your masters. That is actually one of my safety nets if all else fails. Oh, fail. okay. So I'm glad That's that nice. my mom actually pushed me to 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 study to, to, study, to finish, to finish the study. Uh, it it brought me to places and and probably that's that's why in Malaysia as well um, it made me think that there's a whole world out there that's waiting for me to to be explored explored yes yeah that's nice okay so how did they take it like how were they supportive were there were, I mean obviously they'll be sad they never had time to react because I only really? told them that I'm flying to Malaysia two weeks before <laughs> I practically practically flight uh, like I had I had booked. my flight ticket already I showed them this is a flight ticket uh, I'm, I'm going to Malaysia that's kind of sad for your mom well I have two weeks to, to mend their, their feelings anyway so my mom was so sad and um, actually even after I, I, I started in Malaysia for the next couple of months my mom keeps on asking me to just come back home I don't care if we're poor I don't care if we are planting potatoes just come back home as long as we are together and but you did get financial support not not really I, just your I, own savings yeah it's it's all about it's it's all it's my savings all because there's nothing for them to give i mean i see i have four sisters all studying oh, so okay. that and that's the, the main by the time you left they're still in college or it's college high uh, some some of them are still in elementary and what? In high school yeah it's four How of many? them it's four of them there's five of us so when you're 25, you still have siblings, which is in elementary. Yes. Really? That's one a huge one in age elementary, gap. one in one in uh, uh, one in high school, and two in college. Wow. Yes, but uh, of course, with the help of my father as well, who back then went to Brunei. So mm. practically, imagine that when I was 25 years old, we are considered as like like a broken family. I'm I'm in Malaysia. My my father is in Brunei. And Broken my, family in a sense that in you guys sense are, that not we are not together. Not because your parents are separated. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, physically we are, and you know I I, I wasn't able to uh, to meet them properly for the next five, six, seven eight, until now. Until now, I I never had this this moment where You've we never are went all, back to the Philippines for like holidays or vacations. I, I choose not to go back to the Philippines during holidays because that's the most expensive, expensive trip. Right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm oh uh, for for all the OFWs out there who are planning to go back and planning to save some money, don't go back home during Christmas or or, or someone else's birthday. Go there during the dead season, you know like <laughs> 
July. <laughs> like no one is no one is celebrating anything. Just go there. No, or better yet, you just bring your family here, like your parents, yes. your siblings. That way, if even if you'll be spending money, you're just gonna be spending yeah. money for them, not the entire barangay. <laughs> but but don't get me wrong, okay? Uh, I'm talking about expenses is because not because people are asking us money, yeah. but because it's our own decision to. Like to treat if you are listening like, to my a- stories mm-hmm. back then, uh, just earlier about how difficult life in the Philippines is, and you know, seeing someone who is working abroad, it kind of like give them small hope. Small hope, you know, and yeah. and be the hope for them. Be the hope for them. Uh, uh, tell them that yes, this is a good income. This is a good source of money for you and your family. But will you be willing to sacrifice what I sacrificed for over ten years? That's true. Which is, if I laid it laid it down on you, it's it's not going to be easy for some people. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna be easy for me either. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so when you got here in Malaysia, what's the first thing that you looked forward to? At first, money. I won't even lie about <laughs> it. It's just like I, I'm not going even to... like oh, I'm gonna be visiting places. No, and no, whatnot. not at all. Because. Uh, we I grew up in the stories of like people who works abroad doesn't have life. I, I that's that's what that's what I think when that's I really when I came sad. to Malaysia. Like your boss will take your passport away from you and, what? and keep it. That's crazy. Guys, for your information, our no, passports this is, are this, very much on Yeah, us. this is this is the common stories that we are hearing before. Really? You know that when you grow when especially if you're if you're a domestic uh, helper, a domestic helper yeah. or driver or something like that. The, the the madams in the search will, will take the passport away and yeah, so you cannot, you can only get this after the contract is expired so i was prepared to that kind of life but apparently no, i don't think i can do that it's not it's I, I i prepared to to live like that but it's not apparently not i got my passport back and then suddenly i i started you have like the benefits and all right? yeah i started having a, a good relationship with with some other filipinos who are here before me mm-hmm. And especially with locals, I, I had a very good connection with locals, and it brought me to places. You know, it brought me to places. Um, I managed to visit all the states in Malaysia. That's nice. I mean, I've been here for like three years, and I well, try to get out the main door, Luis. There's some. <laughs> well, there's some, not now. Not <laughs> there's some the different pandemic. world outside there. But yeah. like, no, I think it. I don't know. I just I've always wanted to like say even go to like those places like Langkawi or whatnot but I've never really gotten the chance to you should try you know you know um, from the well, pil- first off you need to make sure that you get employed to a job where they would let you <laughs> they would let you find your new of course you, you get and, and you don't you don't have good thing about Malaysia is there's there's no much traffic jam compared yeah, to that's Philippines true. so Weekend trips are very, very possible with with a lot of time to spend. You know what we say? There's no much traffic jams, but the locals they would probably yes. disagree with us. Th- this is something but that imagine I, if you're in Manila. <laughs> exactly, exactly what I'm always telling my my friends, those close friends of mine who I I'm always talking with. I always think uh, that you know whenever they complain about small things yeah. about Malaysia, right? Like oh the the petrol is getting higher again. I was like, the petrol did you know? Here is super cheap. Super cheap, but in the Philippines. It's our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, um, the news will say, like, will, will say like, "Oh, this company, this oil company, will be uh, increasing like three pesos of, of petrol at 12 p.m. today." No one gives a shit anymore. No one will. No one will will bat an eye because a petrol is raising by three by three 
pesos. It's like a no normal one. thing. It's a normal thing. The the traffic is like it's there's, an everyday thing. <laughs> there's only two occasions with no traffic in the Philippines during Pacquiao's Pacquiao's fight and fight. Good Friday. Good Friday. All right, right, right. It's during like everyone Holy is in the province, yeah, right? Yeah, that's um, so, uh, yeah, that's the difference. So I, I was like telling my friends in Malaysia, you know what? I'm gonna bring you to Philippines. I'm going to uh, let you live my life for one week. Mm-hmm. There's no comfort for you. You're going to take the jeepney. You're going to take the MRT. <laughs> and then when you come back to Malaysia, you would you you are going to crawl back to Malaysia, loving every pieces of this. Exactly. I hated the MRT in the Philippines. Yeah. I hated the LRT. There's no such thing as rush hour because from it's, eight to five it's rush it's hour. It's rush hour. <laughs> well, like there's no good time to like leave because you have no choice. You're gonna yeah, go. Yeah, but but it. I've heard things are getting better now. Really? I, I'm I'm so excited to to go back to and try. Visit, yeah, right? because I I've heard things are getting better. Right are you now. are you excited to go back and check? Um, I'm excited to see my family for sure, but that's I so mean... showbiz that answer. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the next question. Go on. Okay, so are you in a rush? Do no, you... <laughs> no, it's just like I, I have been talking too much about how shitty the Philippines no, it's... is. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not. not. It's not. The Philippines is not that shitty. Okay, it's just that. It's just Obviously, shitty a little bit. No, it's not. It's. I guess it. It depends on the person. If you're used to it, you wouldn't really consider it as a huge thing. But if you've been to another country, of course you can't help but compare. Yeah, my my local friends knows uh, knows me of like talking bad things about Philippines because I Which just. Which is a bad thing. You're no, Filipino. listen. You have see. You are so judgmental. You are not even a judge. <laughs> no, okay. because I want them to to know that. Yes, you are experiencing this a little discomfort from your own country, Malaysia. But there are some other country countries out there, there which is even worse. And yeah. look at me. I, I don't hate my country. I still love my country right now. And if you can only uh, probably appreciate yeah. what you currently have in here. Uh, see, see, look at us. We Filipinos are, are even flying to Malaysia to experience what you have. Yeah, exactly. So that's how good Would your you country fly is. to the Philippines to experience it? I mean, the good thing about the Philippines though is the islands. The islands. You can't... The like, hospitality. Yeah, the islands and the Philippines are like glorious, glorious. I'd say. The islands which change its, its number defense depending on... The tide. the tide if it's like a high tide you have like 7,000 islands 7,100 if it's like low tide yeah okay so when when you were here like when you first stepped foot in Malaysia were you scared or did it feel like you should have not moved here at all I was scared shitless when I first came to Malaysia because there are only two people I know oh, you can you can say bad words in your podcast yeah it's fine Don't yes so it. I was scared shitless We're when I came here. <laughs> first in Malaysia because you know there are only two people that I've known mm-hmm. when I came to Malaysia and they are also strangers because I've met I only met them during the flight briefings we call it pidos pidos right right pidos, pidos. so it's like stands for it's something anyway, that but it's, it's something, something that the, the company will will give you some uh, a short briefing on what to do during your flight yeah. safety safety, uh, safety things to do and what are you expecting in in Malaysia those kind of things so that was Mafia and Romel uh, which in turns I became I became Hi, friends Mafia with and Romel. they are still in Malaysia really? so so our batch is uh, one of the strongest batch because the three of us uh, uh, we flew together to Malaysia and we, we I, I, I don't see them much often uh, anymore 
um, Mafe and Romel they got married to they get married already to to locals no to to Filipinos, Filipinos as, well. as well both of them are are now happily married that's nice but I'm still in contact with how them how about you <laughs> I am still fulfilling my dreams and uh, getting okay. married is still probably at the bottom part of the list and we're gonna get uh, there later to, let's, uh, get let's, the, let's, let's get that a little later. bit later yeah so you, did you know that when I when I first arrived in Malaysia I almost got run over by a cab just outside the airport because I, I, I never realized that the street here is different from the Philippines. The Philippines. This, uh, uh, I'm like super scared to like cross <laughs> the roads, like yeah, the streets. I don't know where to look <laughs> because in, in the Philippines, you're supposed to be we're looking left, right? Left. Here, you're supposed to look right. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm Even lucky. Even the, like, the driving seat? Yeah, it's like when uh, I first left got hand here. drive. Right hand drive. Right hand right driving. Hand drive. So I would like ride on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> oh, we it... go to the other side because I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, that that's that happens to me as well. Uh, this this uh, local friend of mine, Isham, one time he asked me like, "Hey, follow me to this place," and I was like, "That's a kind of rude," because the term here is quite different. Yeah, follow me. Follow like, me. But bro, I don't have a car. And then he said, "No, follow me uh, in my car." <laughs> so I was like. You're gonna drive and I'm gonna walk, following you behind. <laughs> so apparently here, when you yeah. say "follow me," that You're means like, come with me. Come with go me. With Let's me. go together. Yeah. So I went to the the passenger side. Yeah. Which apparently is not the passenger it's, it's side. The it's the driving side. driving side. He asked me, "Are you, you gonna like? drive?" Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna drive? I said, "No." I'm, I don't. I've had that several times. Whenever I go to the, because I still get confused from time to time. Yeah. But like, okay, so. How was the adjusting period like when you got here? It was easier than I expected because probably when I when I arrived in Malaysia, I was kind of adopted by those Filipinos mm-hmm. who have been here for a while. For a while Atipia, now. Sharon, yeah, same, same uh, Kuya Noel, Paula. Those are the people who really helped me um, at the beginning. Yeah, Filipino community is like really nice. Like yes, if it's when you first get here they'd be like welcoming you they'd be like helping yeah. you all right and and i experienced that firsthand you know i, I yes i was sleeping in the living room of of atipia's house before but they won't allow me to pay the bills the until nice. i get my Your first salary. my first salary and it's not even a debt to pay okay yeah. the, the the agreement that we had is like just just be here just be good people around the house and you don't have to pay me the rent of the house, the utilities or whatsoever. Even the food, they are just like cooking food for everyone. They won't even ask us to, to contribute or something. And See, that I will never forget. See, um, that's what I love about Filipinos. At least Filipinos and like... Yeah. That's, that's why I'm trying to pay it forward, you know. Um, but don't, don't come up to me, uh, guys, if you have like money problem or something. But <laughs> Louise, if you have money problem, <laughs> Jasper is right here. Yeah, Lu- Louise, Omar, those, those people that I've known in Malaysia, they know that whenever they need something, if they need help, I, yeah. I am always open to, okay. to help. But, exactly. I'd like to share one thing though. Like last year, Jasper and I were, in, we just got close i think yeah like two two hours after we got close we just not really two hours like (laughs) we just started like getting along or like being friends and what what happened there i I can't remember no it was like because my housemate my very dear housemate (laughs) 
decided to like take a short break and oh KL. this was during the yeah. new, new year new year's eve i spent new year's eve year's alone eve. i right? spent new year's eve alone yeah no what can i get to my story first <laughs> yeah it's your it's your so, channel anyway go ahead so jasper and elena was so touched because elena is another friend of ours um she's still working for the it company where we came from but yeah um i got injured like i can't i can barely walk and the uh the people like my friends there's literally a call away like i just told them i can't walk and in like a few minutes they're like right here outside the door asking telling me that we'll go to the nearest clinic to have it checked mm-hmm. and jasper carried me can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> no because uh yeah i remember the situation um and it's, such it's a new queen. year <laughs> it, we're supposed to be like hanging out somewhere and, yeah. and she everyone was like Luis cannot walk so we bore we borrowed uh, a, wheelchair a wheelchair downstairs <laughs> but unfortunately it's broken no one no one is using it so probably they never checked it and it's broken one wheel is not working so I have to carry Luis to the lift and guess what how far is the hallway their, their house is like practically like, at the end of the hallway yeah our house is like the the end of end the unit right like end the unit. end unit and it probably from from their house to the elevator was like a few kilometers away so i have to carry <laughs> her in my arms like that uh such such a yeah but that an was interesting really journey. nice of him so anyway it says a lot about filipinos guys no I, I even forget about that story so it's it's nothing louise you're welcome Aww. it's it's new year anyway so christmas i want some new phone so you can remember <laughs> the situation during christmas <laughs> okay so going back um so you didn't really have a hard time adjusting here in Malaysia, right? Yeah, and and also uh, one of I think what helped me the most is my friendship with with the local friends, with the, with the local people. Nice. Um, the locals are extremely friendly. You just have to open your eyes and hard for them. I can't say that I have a low. I do have. If you if at this <laughs> how long you been in Malaysia? Louise? I've been here for almost. Three years now. If if by this time you don't have at least five to ten local friends, you're doing it wrongly. I'm so sad. Doing, I only have like one. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have friends. I think no, no. people I worked with. Guys, uh, if you if you are a foreigner in any country, not even the Filipinos in Malaysia, any any foreigner in any country. It's our responsibility to know the people. It's our yeah. responsibility to soak That's in true. and live uh, uh, with, with their culture and appreciate their culture. Exactly. That's what I'm working on. Like, Because to be honest, I'm a very shy girl. Yes. <laughs> Would you agree? <laughs> you, you're not a shy girl, but you're something else. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? No, you're something I mean, else. Um, um, I, have, I, have, I have this thing with me where it, it's hard for me to like approach people. So even if I wanted to like make friends with the locals here, for some reason, <laughs> I don't do it. Like I just mind my own business. I and don't know. I'm an introvert like that. Actually, Luis, you don't have to actively look for friends. All you have to do is like uh, from some from time to time that you you will have some um, connection with 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 some locals. Just open. Just be open and don't 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 uh, plan it. I didn't have that with, with people I work with, but mm-hmm. the relationship. It's like it retains at work. Like we don't really. Yeah. Well, before when I was working with before the IT company, I was working for another company which 
which is was my <laughs> first company yeah. here in Malaysia. I did get right. well with the locals there. Uh, I did hang out with a few locals, but hanging not out that is much. not considered yeah, it's as not being considered as being yes. friends. Which is that's what I that's why I say I've never really had a friend, a local friend, except for one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who yeah. I still consistently talk to. Well, um, if you consider the, the culture, it's it's somehow s- similar to what do we have. So it's not that right. difficult to, to blend in, actually. And uh, it's, it's similar in one or so many ways. And it's it's how you discover life and new friends. Yeah, it's true. So get on with so, it. So that's the first thing you need to do, guys. Mm-hmm. Make friends. Don't don't be like Luis. <laughs> and, and learn the language, at least the basic. It will help you. You can, like, you can speak. I can speak and understand. I'm it, bad with you know, it. You know, sometimes when, when I'm meeting new locals, right? Uh, so it, it's a common prank among the, the friends who I know. When they are introducing me to local yeah. to new local friends, I will just pretend that I'm just a typical Filipino guy. And then they will talk things about things. you. Not bad things, like... Uh, things that they don't want to ask you so they will be asking among themselves in Bahasa Melayu and I understand perfectly what they are talking <laughs> about and uh, in the middle of conversation I'll just simply throw some 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 basic Bahasa Melayu that I know and they will be like shocked that, you understood. that I understand <laughs> that I understood yes so never, it's fun it's fun I don't know I feel like because I never felt the need to like learn the language because I don't use it at work because you don't have friends local friends so <laughs> yeah, you don't and find I don't the have need. local friends no and the friends that I had, they don't really speak Malay. The friends that I have never speak Malay on me. Like like Sukbir, Ivan, Hisham. Whenever they would meet, they will be all speaking in English. In to English. the point that I was like, if you guys are talking to me in, in Bahasa You'd since be, back then, I, I should be like fluent, fluent now. Fluent by then they now, say, right? They, they, they promised me they will, but up to this point, no. So they still I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm, I'm teaching myself how to speak how to the speak. language. I can, I can understand a few phrases. Yeah. Um, I can say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I've learned the street language. Yeah, I've learned I've, the street I've learned language. The street language. It's pretty similar anyway. It's with, pretty with similar. Filipino language. And it's very, the, 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 uh, the disadvantage of learning from the street is when I'm watching the news yeah. or reading the, the, the formal Bahasa Malayu uh, documents, I don't understand anything. So I have, <laughs> this is the, the, the point when. I'm asking my friends to translate it for me or Google Translate if it's Good. available. Okay, well, anyway, um, what's your biggest struggle when you first got here? Um, homesickness. Me too. I feel like everyone would, like for a few months or. Yeah, but you know what's more difficult in my part about Just a few months or the whole year? Up, up to this point, up I'm this feeling point, the homesickness, but I managed to, to I managed to control it and how to to live with it. And no, I think it's easier for you now because you have like local friends. Yeah, but still, there's always an empty space on yeah, and at the bottom know, of your heart that it's like you will don't never get to be spend filled. Christmas with your families. Yeah. You get don't get to spend birthdays and whatnot. Yeah, so it's sad. And I don't, I can, I don't want to tell my family that I'm experiencing homesickness Home because they will feel bad about it. They'll ask you to come home. Yeah, and I don't. That's the last thing that I want them to 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 have the the, the bad feeling because it's not that like. Uh, how do how do you call it? I don't want them to think that I'm not okay. I I want them to to think that I'm always okay. I'm always mm. good, and I'm sensational like I am. <laughs> so what's what helped you the most during 
those period like when you feel like you're homesick um, is it your friends or do you do something else majorly my friends majorly. my friends my close friends who never uh, you know spe- spe- specifically when the pandemic started yeah my close friends will be like calling me every day every week checking if I still have groceries uh, let me know that's if, nice that's yeah, really nice they will tell me that if I don't have a means to buy food uh, let me know let them know and they will send me food I, I, I never I never I, I hope whatever I am experiencing during pandemic can be experienced by most by more people mm-hmm. especially those in need because with the friends that I currently have with you guys as well yeah. you know thanks for the baking stuff that you guys are giving me all I the time I just learned baking because <laughs> of my oven that I got yeah so <laughs> I think I think that's the product of me being open to, mm-hmm. to the locals as well to my friends uh, uh, when I show them respect I, I get the respect that I also deserve so uh, respect begets respect respect begets yeah. respect yeah so you're correct okay so how when you look at your life right now is it how you imagined it would be like when you first got here it's super far from i imagine because i i, I only plan to stay in malaysia for two years it's it if you're it's familiar a it's a it's a contract it's a it's, it's a, a it's a yeah it's yeah. unwritten rule for uh, for an ofw to be like stay in a different country for two years and then go back home go back and continue home. yeah two years is decent meaning you will not miss a lot in your in your in your life in the philippines but you know that's that's what is sad uh, every time that i go back uh, that i visit philippines this makes me sad especially the especially the trip back to malaysia yeah i, I cannot i cannot help but to to shed some a few tears you know over over the fact that there's so many things change. Life moved on without you. There's so yeah. many birthdays, weddings, and even deaths yeah. that you're not you're not a part of. of exactly. And yes, uh, you can say that. Yeah, I've I've seen the pictures. Uh, they video call me during the, the birthday. the pictures and video calls are it's it's nothing compared to actually being there. Yeah, and and you know what's the saddest part is like I I'm, I'm very close to my cousins back then. I, I practically help their parents to raise them whenever mm-hmm. whenever their their parents are working they're like hey can you take care of your cousin and and I love taking care of them so we we grow up really close even even at one point uh, one of my cousin is actually my my godson oh, oh it, yeah that's, that's a, very that's common a thing in the Philippines, in the Philippines right? Right. so I uh, I I love being around him and 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 his sister and I and then suddenly I went to Malaysia and they barely uh, know you. They still know they me, still but know the you. connection is not it's there. It's not there anymore. anymore. You I can, can feel it. I feel like I can I can say it the same with my cousins because we like mm. we're all same age and we practically mm. grew up together. Like we're living in like one compound. It's yeah. a it's a thing in the Philippines. Like relatives would be living in one compound, right? Yeah, and and you know what is the saddest part of being away from home? when someone passed away that's true so that means it hasn't happened to me yet but i i, I hope like it doesn't louis because be you know sad. you know uh, think about this um you spend so so much time away from them like they're living lives while they are breathing you're away from them and suddenly when they die you are like you will drop everything in malaysia and you will fly home because that's the last time that you're gonna be seeing them and the last time you'll be seeing them is no, you cannot. You can't even talk to them. Yes. You can't even so and yeah. and that's the last experience that I have. That's before really before pandemic happened, like exactly few two weeks 
two weeks before pandemic, I was in the Philippines, and that's the reason. Why I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't tell much because it's too heavy for me. Uh, only few people knows that I I went back home for for my my, my grandfather's funeral. And Aww, so it, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I it's it still stings, but uh, well, that's that's the that's the OFW life. So I just promise that once this pandemic is over, I will visit home as often as possible. Me too. I I'd say the same thing. I haven't been. <laughs> since I got here to be honest I was supposed to but the pandemic happened yeah. so sadly I have to wait true true okay so with everything that you said do you still consider yourself working or living in the Philippines? Um, I'm doing everything so I stopped working period uh, probably when, when I reach my 40, 45th birthday, birthday I'm done working that's for your someone. retirement that's my time. retirement plan but uh, working in the Philippines, I'm not. I'm not putting a period on my statement. But for now, I prefer working in Malaysia than Philippines because my career is here. Ten That's years, true. a decade, it's gone in the Philippines. I have to start from scratch. To start again. from scratch. So I mean, it's gonna you can be you can show your experiences, but it. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It wouldn't really matter. Yes, and yeah. So, but surely retirement. I will be thinking of retiring in the Philippines. Probably buy a nice farm somewhere. You'll be Hashindero, finally. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll have a horse and cows and dogs. I will relive my life back then. Back then. But in a, in a, in in a, a nicer, in a more comfortable way. Ways. That's, that's, nice. that's the dream, yes. I yeah. Think. Okay. So are you at a stage in your life right now where you feel like you've accomplished everything already? Or is there still something missing? I accomplished a lot. Yeah. But I'm not done yet. There are still so many things to do. Um... Um, so many things to, to fulfill and yeah not done yet I'm not okay. accom- accomplished yet so saying that you're not accomplished yet what will make you feel that you finally reach your goal or that you're in a stage in wherein you can say you're complete or like I can say that I'm 100% happy. happy and settled when I finish building my dream house for my parents that's one but that's for them that's not really f- for you you cannot say that it's for them it's for me because that's my dream for them so okay. that's me realizing my own dream exactly it depends okay. Let, let's say for example your dream is to send all your sisters to school, to school. and you you manage to experience it it's it feels it's a so milestone. good it's, it's a milestone it's a dream yes. that, yeah that's true so I next agree. next to it is retirement so this is the part where i'm going to start uh, preparing for myself on on how i'm going to live my life forever so retirement, more savings, more investments. Yeah, because you don't probably retire a of early. My own. I mean, it's not possible for everyone, but if you can retire early when you're yeah very stable, so you can at least enjoy the fruits of your labor. True. So forty-five is my target retirement age. I hope I get it because you don't want to retire when you are like seventy or sixty, and your your knees cannot take a single fall anymore. You cannot walk. <laughs> and hike mountains anymore at least uh, you will be walking with oxygen on your <laughs> I don't want to be like I that I mean what's seriously. the good of money or all the savings if you're just like lying yes. in your bed and not it's doing true. anything I'm not I'm not saving for my my for personalized <laughs> yeah I'm not saving for my personalized nurse or, or funeral I'm saving I'm saving so I can enjoy my life before I started getting weak you know yeah. getting old or something like that I, I'm not plan- planning to get old like 100 I think 70 is good enough for me. <laughs> really? How do you think? You, you Do you want to grow old like 
up no, to 170 No, actually, to be honest, I don't really want to. I want to be... <laughs> I want to be remembered as... Well, still, I don't want to be at, at some point. Okay, this is another thing. I don't want to die out of old age. Yeah. Because I don't want to experience all of the hardship of like, yeah. I can't stand, I can't properly breathe, I can't walk. Yeah, that's why 70 is good. That's it. Let's put an expiration okay. period. Okay, that I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you have done anything differently in your 20s? Would I have done anything differently in my 20s? I would say probably I would invest more or save more but we both know that back then it's not even a thing mm-hmm. so no uh, and I'm quite happy uh, of how my life uh, turned out right now so no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even change a thing everything that I did uh, back in my 20s lead to who what you I are am now, now who are who, who I am now yeah uh, the people that I know now and right now I don't want to change anything that's nice. Okay, so let's say you can talk to your twenty-nine-year-old um, self. Yeah. What would you tell that guy? Or well, first, stop being sensitive. Not everything is is about you. Have a thicker skin. Life will give you hell. It's your job to make it heavenly as much as possible, despite of all the Life odds. Life would give you hell. You're saying it as if. <laughs> it's 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 you're dying since you were born. You're just fighting to stay alive. So so life is a living hell. It's your job to to survive. Yeah, your... poverty is hell. And it's your job okay. to to it's it's not your problem. It's it's a common saying in social media. It's it's not your problem to be poor. It's your yeah. problem to stay poor. Exactly. I'm not rich right now, but I can safely say that my family is no longer poor because whenever uh, we 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 I, I managed to get my family out of this situation we're in. Um, you cannot go to the mall before payday because you absolutely have nothing to to exactly everything that you you buy is planned pre-planned yeah. i've been seeing that on social media like you can't do any you can't make changes to your life because you're not privileged enough i think there's a thin line between privilege and what do you call it um not actually doing something yes i mean correct you can okay you might not have the privilege but that doesn't mean you can't do anything with yes. your life and and let's not let's not uh, judge those people who has different pers- perspective, perspective about how they spend their money how yeah. they uh, how they live their lives because like you and i mm-hmm. uh, obviously we live two different lives you know probably the things that i i, I look at it as as, as a big thing for you it's just a common thing in your household what are you saying like, like for example uh, and never mind Let, let's talk it in. probably you will have uh, a different episode it's about you and then we're gonna talk about it and yeah for, for my old self right 29 year old self yeah don't give it all uh, don't give everything that you have but give as much as possible okay how that's kind of hard <laughs> you know yeah and don't mix your white clothes with with, with colored <laughs> <laughs> color clothes in, in the same washing machine and also invest in an IKEA non-stick pants they are glorious <laughs> that's being 30 Louis like you just buy oh yeah I just bought my I just bought my my IKEA non-stick pants together with with this uh, salt grinder and spices grinder and it's amazing it's nice yeah right? it makes me cook daily 
<laughs> that's a sign of aging, you guys. No, that's when a sign start... of being responsible. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, next question. Okay, so what advice can you give those in their 20s who would want to start a life in a different country? Again and again, uh, be respectful to your host countries. Mm-hmm. You are you are not uh, a visitor here. You are, well, if you're a tourist, you are, you are a visitor, <laughs> yes. But if your goal is to work here, you must respect uh, the host countries. Know their culture. Know their culture. It's, it's like what I've said earlier, it's not yeah. their responsibility to understand us. Yeah. We should put the effort to understand them. You exactly. Know? That's, a, that's a common Filipino thing. But I think I kind of look at it in a wrong way. Mm. Like, I no, I think it's a wrong way. Not I kind of look at it in a wrong way. Yeah. I don't agree with it. Like, when there's, you know, how we welcome foreigners so much. Like how yeah. the for the, the the international validation, validation yeah. the foreign validation. You don't have to do any kind of that in Malaysia in because Malaysia. Malaysian Malaysian people has a very high respect for Filipino people. Yeah. Uh, maybe because majority of us are being friendly with them and showing that we respect their culture. Well. I am not even not even close. I'm not even saying that Filipino is a is a perfect uh, Philippine is a perfect nation or, or, or so as as us. But no, uh, it's it's how you deal with the locals. It's how you mm. show them respect. It's how you open yourself to their culture. Soak yeah. yourself in this gorgeous culture. They have they have these uh, festivities. They have uh, uh, in Malaysia they have three races. Three races. There's like there's Chinese, Malay, Chinese, there's Indians, and Indians. And yeah. The food is amazing. The festivities is very colorful. So, what? Who? Who doesn't want to live in this kind of situation? So, I mean, and this does not apply to Malaysia too. Even with other countries, other countries. you need to like know their culture. You need to get to know the people as well. Agree. Yes. Okay. And of course, take care of yourself because yeah. in foreign land like this, That's although true. you That's have friends, That's the number one thing. Don't let yourself get sick. That's true. Don't get yourself get sick because. It's very sad. It's very sad when you get sick in a foreign country. Even though you have friends around you, you have close friends taking care of you, no one beats the comfort of, uh, within your own house in the Philippines with your family when you're sick. That's true. And that's, I agree. I don't want to have I've just again. experienced that with this vaccination thing. <laughs> that's not even sickness. That's a, that's a side effect of vaccination. But anyway. Okay. So what's next for Jasper? What are the things that you look forward to in your 30s? Um, nowadays, I'm, I'm more thinking on how to save more money, how to earn more money, how to save for my retirement. And I, all those silly things that I want in my life before, like, oh, I have a bucket list of this. I need to, to complete this 30. Bu-. No, my bucket list absolutely changed. When you turn 30? When I turn 30, which is probably when I reach my 40 years, meaning uh, I'm, I'm closer to my retirement target. target. Probably my, my silly bucket list will come will back, come you know, back. because now I'll have more time to, to, to do it. To do but it. now, crunch time. 30s okay. for me is the crunch time. I see. Okay, so before we end this really nice conversation. <laughs> it's very short as well, by the way. It's one hour and one minute now. <laughs> it's okay. It's, just, it's like a really nice conversation. Um, let's do fast talk first. So for those who don't know, I did it um, on my previous episode. I'm just going to throw in questions. No, not really questions. I'll give you options or I'll ask you something. You just need to give me an answer. No How fast should I answer it? Needed. Answer me in like five seconds. Okay, five seconds. <laughs> okay, 
So let's start. Do I need to explain my answers? I told you, no need to oh, explain. No need to Sorry, Let I wasn't them listening. judge you. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Let them judge you based on your answers. All right, I'll answer it as fast as I can. Okay, Philippines or Malaysia? Malaysia. Twenties or thirties? Hold on, is it fast enough? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Or, do, or do, do I answer as fast as I can, or do I wait for five seconds? You can answer as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. I don't right. think you'll be able to answer as fast as you I want can. to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Philippines or Malaysia? Malaysia. Twenties or thirties? Thirties. Health or wealth? Health. Favorite catchphrase? Catch me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what you're gonna say. <laughs> I I I don't really have a catchphrase. Uh, that's that's not my catchphrase, by the way, guys. Maybe a motto in your life. A motto. Uh, uh, like something that you live by. Is that is that the same? <laughs> Carpe diem. Okay, that's true. Okay, yeah. favorite movie. Shawshank Redemption. I've never heard of that. Yeah, you're you're a rich kid. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's quite an old movie of Morgan Freeman. I, it's not that I'm a rich kid. I'm on the age gap, Jasper. You should you should try There's it. There's a you huge should, age gap. You should try it later. Uh, try try watching okay. uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's amazing. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Wet or dry? Uh, what? Because who doesn't w- want wet? Uh, wet, wet. <laughs> Wait, why are you? <laughs> Having second thoughts. I was I was trying to not think of any anyway. Wet. <laughs> Next question. Who does? Who likes dry anyway? Well, dried fish is delicious. Okay, if you say so. High tide or low tide? High tide. Mountains or beaches? Mountains. If you have a billion dollars, what would you do with it? Invest in crypto. Really. And buy a farm, buy a horse, <laughs> dogs. Yeah, be hashindero. Okay. Um, long and calm or short and thrilling? Long and calm. Wow. Biggest regret or Sleep. mistake in life? Yeah. Biggest regret? I put a... I accidentally turned on my blender with a spoon inside. That's broke. really stupid. <laughs> it broke the blender to pieces. <laughs> okay. Um, good career or happy married life? Good career. Are you even gonna get married? I probably would, but... You will never have a good married life if your career career is fucked up. That's so true. Set your happy happy life, uh, happy wife. Happy life. That's yes. true. That's true. So. Okay. So sex or chocolate? Sex and chocolates. Your guilty pleasure. White macadamia chocolate. Okay. Best time for sex. Friday night training. Because <laughs> cuddle weather cuddle and weather when you're cuddling, you are fondling. <laughs> hey, uh, this this one be checked. Okay. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last, if you're a sexual position, what would you be? Religiously missionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. I'll make sure that my mom won't won't, won't hear. Uh, anything about this conversation see even now you still like consider <laughs> suddenly it's hot <laughs> okay okay so do you have any messages to our listeners right now um, well uh, guys during these trying times we need to watch for ourselves mm-hmm. for filipinos who are working here in malaysia and other parts of the world remember why we are sacrificing our 
sacrificing away from our loved ones. Mm-hmm. If you are a Filipino, you are kind of trained to survive the toughest situation. So pandemic is just nothing for for us, you know. Yeah. We we experience typhoon, resiliency. earthquake. The resiliency is there. Uh, be respectful. Have more local friends, and most importantly, don't forget about yourself. I'll take note of that. Yeah. Have more local friends. <laughs> Have more local. That's important. And at the end of the day, after the pandemic, uh, we should be proudly say that pandemic. Uh, brings the best of us That's what true. what kind of person are we after, after pandemic, the pandemic you right? have to like think about it what yes. kind of person do you want to do be you want to be after yes. the pandemic so I think that's that's my main message. Love each other, have more friends, smile a lot, don't listen to chismes. It's just gonna <laughs> don't listen to gossip. Yeah okay? this is just going to make you like feel bad and um whatever people thinks about you it's just like you're not responsible for, for, for how, what, they think. how they think okay for what they think about you you're not responsible it's it's their problem it's not yeah, yours it's not so yours. live happily and keep doing you that's keep it. doing you and okay i want to thank you luis for this very you're short welcome. interview one hour, hour <laughs> no this is really minutes. nice i really like are you gonna cut some of the questions out. no this will be it's it's raw. I, I told you before, thirty raw. minutes will not be will not be enough, right? <laughs> no, but this was really fun. I really liked it. And to everyone who's listening, um, obviously I have to end it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm hungry. We need to eat. <laughs> but thank you guys so much, and I hope you were able to get something out of. I feel like you'll be able to get a lot of things um, with what Jasper has shared to us today. So. Yeah. It's really I hope nice. So. Thank you so much, Luis. And I Thank hope you that you guys learn something. It's it's not easy, but it's it's also not that difficult. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Let's end it here. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye guys. Bye bye. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you have an almost dirty story that you want to impart or be featured here, please do not hesitate to send me a DM on my Instagram. That's at VernIgnacio. Or you can just simply leave me a voice message. The link should be on the description box of this episode. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep safe guys and stay amazing.